welcome back to Joygasm, a video game and movie podcast. I'm Russ. He, of course, is Steve. And we want to wish you all a happy Thanksgiving on this November 26th, 2021. We're going to be catching up with each other before going right into our topic of the day, which is the Hawkeye Disney Plus impressions, which you can fast forward to if you look at the timestamps located down in the detailed section below. Steve. Oh, psych. Before we get started, make sure you, I don't know, what, what should they do with, with the subscribe button, Steve? Should they um, shoot an arrow at that subscribe button? Maybe <laughs> stab that notification bell that way? You will not miss a single episode of Joygasm, which drops once a week, every week. Continue. How are you, Steve? Fat and happy, Russ. Fat and happy. I wouldn't Fat have it any other way. And happy. Um, wow. <laughs> we have eaten a bunch. We have consumed a lot. But I will say I did not overindulge. Oh. I divided my portions very well, I think. Partitioned them, did you know? I did not have to be carried home in a wheelbarrow. Although that is strangely satisfying to do once a year. I would say maybe if you can fall asleep and then wake up and have a hard workout the next day. Mm, absolutely. You know what I'm saying, Russ? I do. You're abusing the equipment again. Yeah, it just gets in my way, you know? I, I need to talk <laughs> with my hands. You know? <laughs> anyway, that happens, Russ. That's the accidents and dangers and perils of the job. Indeed. Absolutely, I am familiar with said deed. How are you? I'm good. I do am fat and happy. Mm. But would that be different from any other day? <laughs> any other day, indeed. You know what is funny, though, is um, I noticed that hardly anybody went for seconds, which had absolutely nothing to do with, like, the flavor or taste of the meal, but more like, I think we were just also full. I mean, the whole meal was, was terrific. It was outstanding. Like all the different dishes were wonderful, but like I, I didn't go, which I found myself being surprised because I usually always go for seconds. I don't think you did either. Did you? I did. Well, not like an entire serving. I went for seconds in the Turkey alone. Okay. So you had like 1.5 is. Issues. Like, yeah, I had like uh, three-tenths of what I had before, Russ. So. Oh, I see. I kind of did that a little bit earlier, too. Fraction. Oh, not earlier. Of what I had. I uh, I did it later. Like, as we were washing dishes and stuff, I actually, <laughs> I, but instead of turkey, I grabbed the green bean casserole. <laughs> instead of turkey, I took a swig out of the gravy <laughs> ball. <laughs> no one's looking. <laughs> oh, once it hits your lips, it's so good, you know. Oh, the giblets. I love it. Uh, yeah, they bring out the gizzards. <laughs> but uh, I end up, uh, I mean, you know how much of a fan I am of the green bean casserole. Mm. And so I ended up just piling and just slopping all that stuff on my plate and having it. So I, too, had kind of 1.5Zs. You know, you could say it is a balanced meal of sorts. Balanced meal. I think, oh, well, because you have some greens. Yes. You have your protein. Yeah, some oranges. You have some, I'm just going to move that aside there for a second. I'm going to break a window. Ah! <laughs> we used to have a glass table. You, uh. No longer. <laughs> you have your sweet potatoes. Yes, the oranges. Okay. 
the oranges. Well, you said the greens, and so the oranges also. Oh, the, oh, the oranges. Sweet potato. Right. Sweet potato. Yeah. It's orange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then you get what you got your cranberries. I don't know what cranberry would really be. Your berries, your maroons, your berry sauce. Well, and then we had our the the cream of corn. So those are our yellows. Uh huh. Okay. See, we're getting healthier. We are indeed. So what, what, greens, yellows, reds, maroons. Yeah, that one too. Um, and then of course the protein, which is the turkey, which is yeah. And then depending on your uh. I don't know what your preference is. You can go with either light or dark meat. Yes. You know what's interesting about that, though, is that there's never a blue or a, I guess maroon is kind of getting into the realm of purple, but like there's never really any kind of blue food group, is there? No, Russ. That would be milk on Star Wars Episode Four. Yes. Blue milk. Although, or if you have you see it in your cheese, it might be okay. Blue cheese. Yeah, blue cheese. Not mm-hmm. bad. Not bad. Anyhow. <laughs> so, um... I was full, though. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I think everybody was full. I, I think we got that. Did much. anybody else uh, have seconds or 1.5Zs? Uh, no, I don't think so. Uh, no, I don't think so. No. I think my father-in-law might have had seconds. Oh, no, our dad had seconds. Possibly. He had seconds. I think my father-in-law may have had seconds, and that may have been kind of the official it on that kind of thing. Because you and I typically have seconds. That's kind of a foregone conclusion, but for whatever reason, we were just stuffed. What you need to do, though, once you are done picking at the turkey carcass and choosing whatever you want to choose, is you need to give us back the carcass. The carcass. The carcass. Why is that? Because my wife then goes through and, and picks other like little bits of meat off it and puts them in a stew. Oh. Puts them in a soup. That's right. You did mention something about this yesterday. And it's a very nice. Oh. It's a very good. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's such a beautiful thing. I thought you said you're going to feed it to the joke. <laughs> <laughs> the joke eats after the dog messers. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, though. We should probably talk about some games. Well, sure, we, we can talk about games and movies as well. But I, you know, I just seeing as how Thanksgiving was yesterday, I thought it would only be fitting. Oh, by the way, I have a bit of a bone to pick with you as I'm thinking about this. What happened in the pumpkin pie last night? Well, I'll tell you what happened to the pumpkin pie because we had a discussion about it. So here's the thing. You can only eat so much. How many times? Wait, wait, time, time oh. We have to let them know, first of all, we have to set this up so that way they know what we're talking about. Every Thanksgiving, we have pumpkin pie for dessert with whipped cream. It's kind of like, like, it's just part of Thanksgiving. You got to have pumpkin pie for dessert. It doesn't even matter how much you've ate. If you've had seconds or thirds or fourths, you will make room for said pumpkin pie. Continue, Steve. Oh, one last thing. There was no pumpkin pie. Continue, Steve. Anyway, <laughs> so um, so here's the thing. You've said you are full about three times in this short little span of an Correct. episode. Right? So you're already full as it is. But you know good and well that when people say pumpkin pie, uh, yeah. then somehow, you know, room is made. Even if it's between here and here. You know, within the esophagus, that pumpkin pie will be digested somehow. 
negative, I would say. I would say that's possible, but you wouldn't enjoy it as much as if you weren't trying to fold the the, the, the <laughs> tufts of your gut below the table to make room for mm. a little extra spot in your mm. stomach for pumpkin pie. Mm. I would say, so anyhow, the topic was, well, should we do pumpkin pie or should we not do pumpkin pie? Well, who, who was this topic discussed between? Because it wasn't me. It was mom mm. and me and my wife. And everyone, this side of the family. Okay? <sighs> it was over here on this side of the family. So some scheming was going on behind closed doors. So here's the dealy do. So we have plenty of food to fill us up. Mm. Okay. And then we had sweet potato souffle. Indeed we did. Which is very, you know, it's mushy. It's sweet potato. It's not hard. It's not crunchy. It's magical goodness is it, what it is. Right. But it has, you know, some some brown sugar on it. It has cinnamon, you know, crushed pecans, whatnot. It's very sweet. Hmm. It's not like you're eating... <laughs> Kale salad or something. Like you. What, kale salad or sweet? No, you're sweet. Okay. What the heck? You think I would compare you to kale salad? Any, well, I said multiple things. I know what you're comparing <laughs> me to. <laughs> the whipped cream? Who knows? <laughs> that would be really funny, though. To, like, just, I don't know, if someone were to compare me to something like that, I'd be like, I really am confused as to how to take that. So... If you think about the texture of all the food, minus the turkey, green beans, mm -hmm. or, or green bean casserole, I should mm -hmm. say, it's it's soft and kind of creamy and mushy, right? Because you have all like the cream mushroom soup in there. Yes. <gasps> the corn is cream of corn. So mm -hmm. you have more gravy like in the corn. Uh, the yeah, sweet potato souffle is, is a, a creamy texture on its own. The pretzel salad has a very thin layer of pretzel on the bottom, but basically it's cream cheese and jello, like cranberry jello on top, which is also very creamy. Are we getting a kind of a, a theme going here? And so, so good. pumpkin pie would have been yet another type of creamy something on top of being exactly. overstuffed with everything else. And so we ended up, no one even had dessert. I mean, we had dessert here, and I was the only one to partake in any of the dessert. Thank you very much. Everyone was, else was like, no, no, no. That's because it wasn't pumpkin pie. You see? Like, like everyone, I'm telling you. Everybody was full. This is part of the tradition, at least within the Perkins clan. Is we will move heaven and earth, or in this case, our pancreas and kidney, to make room for pumpkin pie. Not to mention the fact that this bald Q-tip of a bro that you see before you right here, he makes exquisite pumpkin pie. There are two things <laughs> that I can think of off the top of my head that he does really well. One is fudge which he makes typically during Christmas time. And the second is pumpkin pie, which I happen to look forward to. And I was denied my ability to enjoy his pumpkin pie. You will get pumpkin pie this season, Russ. You just <laughs> didn't get it yesterday. I don't even know if we got whipped cream. Did you buy whipped cream? Yes. You have whipped cream. Oh, yeah. I, got whipped cream. I don't know if we... I don't think I've seen any whipped cream in my fridge, so... But don't worry about it, Russ. Okay. You're thinking too much about it. I'm, I'm... Dude, okay. I'm obsessing about it, especially today, because typically, and you know this, 
Typically, the day after (laughs) after Thanksgiving in the morning, what do we always eat for breakfast? Pumpkin pie. Indeed. I had a breakfast burrito. And and you know what else I had? What? Leftover from yester breakfast. You had what? Guava mimosa. Oh, see. With my breakfast burrito. That's how you do it. That's, yeah, that that's fantastic. That's <laughs> awesome. That's one of the things that we enjoy doing is taking either mango or guava juice and mixing it with, uh, what is it? Lamarca? Lamarca. Lamarca? Is that how you pronounce it correctly? I don't know. We're not sponsored by them, though. It doesn't matter how you say it. Anyway, it's a mimosa. It's one of those freaking mimosas you have. It's very tasty. It's very good. And we tend to do that uh, in the mornings on uh, Thanksgiving and days afterwards. With uh, homemade cinnamon rolls. Steve, let me ask you a question. Yes, Russ. What are you thankful for this year? The air in my lungs, Russ. Hmm. (laughs) That's it? (laughs) Sounds a bit selfish to me. Um, you have the best teeth, by the way. Look at look at that. Look at his pearly whites, man. Uh-huh. <laughs> man, <sighs> what are you thankful for, Steve? Russ. Well, uh, I'm thankful for great entertainment. <laughs> uh, Shouldn't we talk about the Todd here? Well, I'm just, you know, we never had a chance to really go over yesterday what we were thankful for as we were stuffing our gullets. So I thought maybe perhaps you'd have something on your mind that you'd be thankful for. Russ, I'm just thankful to be alive every day. Oh, well, that's good. There you go. That's great. (laughs) Well, uh, in that case, I will say, I am thankful for you. I would never want to switch or change up this as my brother right here. He's, ah. a, he's a wonderful man. It was. I was very thankful to be able to have family together once more because in 2020, that was not happening. We had a lot of Zoom call screens around the table as we ate in our own separate homes, which was pretty sad and lame. But not this year. Not this year at all. I'm thankful for the family. Thankful for health. Mm. And I'm thankful for happiness, Steve. I'm happy. Real happy. Steve, what have you been up to in terms of games and movies? Well, Russ, I we Well, I will say we finished the first season of Dexter. Congratulations. End of the second season. Uh Uh-huh. Actually, it's still going right now, the, the show. Did yes. you know that? Yeah. Well, they've. I don't know if they're rebooting the show or if it's continuing. I'm assuming it's continuing where the last season left off. Seems like it's continuing, Russ, because it's only like season like nine or ten or something. Uh huh. So I don't think it's revamped, Russ. Mm-hmm. I think they keep on going with it. Hmm. And uh, you never came over with Ghostbusters. <sighs> Well, yeah, because I told you when you come over here, I'll give it to you. You, you know, you said you would bring it over. We would all watch it, and then it's been a week. That's well, no, you, no, I said after Thanksgiving. Said, that's what you said last week. No, because no, what I was saying was when I was at your house on well, was yesterday morning for for breakfast. I told you when you come over here for the podcast, I would give you the Ghostbusters because I wasn't coming back over to your house yesterday. You were coming over to my house. Man. Thanksgiving dinner. You see, you see how this works, Steve? Right. Well, you okay? Yes, you said 
that I could take it and then I could bring it back over. Yeah. But I was saying a week ago, hey, no, no, no. Actually, no, I saw <laughs> you were saying we should get together and watch it. And you said we should watch it here. And I said, yes. no, it's got scary scenes and yes. we can't turn it up. Correct. So you with your young daughter. Yes. You're not going to be able to watch it here. Therefore, you guys should come over and watch it. Right. And then nothing happened. And you said, well, I'll just come pick it up from my house. Well, no, because like you asked, you inquired if I had brought it yesterday morning. I said, no, I forgot it. Mm-hmm. But I said, mm-hmm. I will give it to you when you come do the podcast. Yeah, I know. I, well, hey, I, I guess I'm still wanting everyone to get together. Okay. Well, well they're going to. I'm, I'm, after the show, I'll give you the DVD. Just don't want, you know, or should I? Well, I, I guess you should, because I mean, either way, you want to watch it. You're obviously not. You're coming gonna over. watch it without me. That's what you're gonna do. That's right. That's what I'm gonna mm-hmm. do, Russ. That's what I'm gonna do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, what we should do what is a trade. Get me one of your homemade pumpkin pies for <sighs> Ghostbusters. I think that's a fair trade, if I do say so myself. Don't you already have some of my games that's chilling over here? I do. Yes, I do. It's very true. <laughs> That's what I thought. That's what I thought, Russ. We'll work it out, though, one way or another. We'll figure it out. Anything else to you? No, Russ, that's about it. I, um, I've i been swapping Forza and Far Cry back and forth. I'm literally almost done with Far Cry, but Forza's calling me. I was going to say, I'm kind of surprised that you haven't finished up Far Cry. I figured you would have beaten it by now. I think, well, yes, I could have beaten it. There's a, like a straight arrow way you can do in the game just to really beat it in a hurry. And I don't want to do that. I'm just trying to do everything there is to do in the game. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <laughs> and so <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's what I'm doing. But I think, I don't know. I think when I play it the second time around, I think I'm just going to kind of blow through it because there's a lot of, in that game, there's a lot of like, like time waster stuff where. Oh, like intentional time, time waster stuff. Yeah. It just seems like there's not enough like intentional story. Like you have to do this to, to see what happens next in the story. There's just a bunch of like, okay, there's a military outpost you got to take out. There's an ambush we got to be a part of. Or um, there's like a, a, a checkpoint, not a checkpoint, but like a, what's that? Like a military stop outpost? Out, not an outpost. Um, it's where like the, the, it's like an inspection site, basically. Checkpoint. Like you, yeah. Checkpoint or whatever. Sure. Yeah. You'll be at it right. So like you keep on doing all that stuff and, and then, but there's such a, like a ton of it to do. It almost seems like, what, why are we here again? You well, know, it, it has an open world kind of vibe to it. So I imagine they probably intentionally put various things for you to, to kind of stumble upon and discover, right? Yes and no, not really. I mean, you can discover things that are no more of the same. But I remember in Far Cry 3 and 4, there was stuff that you really had to do to push the narrative forward. Um, interacting with certain key people in this world and in this story. And then Far Cry 6, it's like, okay, you know, if you have something important to say, you just call them on the cell phone, but you don't necessarily talk to them or get together with other folks to do a mission or something like that. So, like, a big bulk of the game is just, like, repetitive, you know, military outpost, checkpoint, ambush. Military outpush. Uh, out- oh, it's kind of a yeah. rinse and repeat. Kind huh? of rinse and repeat. So kind of sort of, yeah. And there's, like, a sprinkling of, like, oh, hey, um, while you're there, can you go get, you know, this key item and give it to so-and-so? 
So I don't know. I, I got to a certain, I'm like literally almost done with the game. And I just thought, man, I, I mean, I, it's kind of just losing a little bit for me. Okay. I'm, I'm not saying that it's bad. I'm just saying that I'm not as excited, like heading towards the end of the game as I thought I would. Be. Sure. That's fair enough. Well, and you have, you have Forza so that, I mean, like you said, it's calling to you and, yeah. and that's a terrific game. So it makes sense why you have multiple titles vying for your attention. Right. Well, <clears throat> for me, I, so, okay. Uh, backing up just a little bit in terms of uh, what I've been up to. I went to the Bay Area two weeks ago because we had uh, a bit of a kind of an on-site get-together, if you will, uh, of various folks at 31st Union. So one of the fun things that I ended up doing was I brought with me my copies of uh, Dead Space and Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3, simply because there are a lot of folks who work at 31st Union who have worked on these titles. And... If you go on social media and check out uh, the the Joygasm um, pages like Joygasm TV, I've posted pictures, which you may have, have seen yourself already, but for those of uh, you out there who have not seen it, you can check out the pictures. And I'll probably, you know, maybe I'll post them on this uh, as well for those of you watching on YouTube so you can check it out. But it was so fun because we had a lot of stuff that we were taking care of um, just in terms of, of uh, day-to-day tasks and that sort of thing. But we had kind of a little like get together uh, before everybody kind of went their own separate ways. So I, I brought these out and it was so fun because um, their their faces each would light up when I would approach them with, with some Sharpies and, and ask, hey, would you mind autographing my car? I was basically like in my fanboy mode, which I mean, to me, it's like, just because you work in the games industry doesn't mean you can no longer be a fanboy anymore. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, we're like, all of us are like uber fanboys when it comes to various games that, that we love to play and that sort of thing. And so it was a lot of fun to be able to um, do that. And and I had, I've had that on my to-do list for so long because even when I first interviewed back in 2019 for uh, a position at 31st Union, one of the things that really sold me on working there was the fact that there were several people in leadership who had worked on these games that I had enjoyed. I mean, if you think of Dead Space, that title came out back in like 2010. It was like 2009, 2010, somewhere around there. Uh, very long ago. But I mean, that was like such a unique title. So super cool. And then, of course, Call of Duty goes without saying. I mean, there's all these different titles that um, various developers that were under Activision worked on. So that was a lot of fun. So I, I, I brought them in here for you to, to check out. So this one here is the Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3, which is so fun because um, uh, as it stands, like like the artwork itself is very recognizable, but then being able to see all the different uh, autographs from the various folks who worked in uh, code or design or art, excuse me, whatever it may be, that is super fun. And then I have the other one here as well, which is... Uh, Dead Space for uh, Xbox. Most both of these I, I got for Xbox 360. But once again, this is the kind of thing I, I was actually thinking about our, our discussion that we have had in the past and that we have off and on, which is physical copy versus digital download. This is actually a terrific example of why I still want to have physical copies, because if you happen to have the opportunity to have uh, different developers be able to sign a game that you really enjoyed, you can do so. You can't really do that with a, a digital download. So food for thought on that. There, there you go. Another really big uh, bonus for me was 
being able to say hi to Michael Chu in person. And for those of you out there who are fans of a lot of the, the various uh, Blizzard titles, so Michael Chu uh, was the lead writer on Overwatch as well as um, where he, he worked on Warcraft, on, on uh, some Starcraft. Basically, I think he's pretty much touched like almost every Blizzard title with the exception of kind of the, the probably the initial few offerings that they had. And now he's the narrative director at 31st Union, which is awesome. It's fantastic. So I was able to actually um, say hello to him in person and be able to watch him uh, do his thing, which is always a, a pleasure to watch and just, just, you know, just to see people in their element doing what they do best. It is so cool just to like, I, you just geek out and you, and you watch them do their thing and you're just like, man, this is super cool. And it's not just Michael, but like everybody who, who I work with there who has various specialties and whatnot. Um, it's it's one of those things where um, it's definitely a, a perk of the job, I guess you could there you definitely go. say. Another thing too is that it's my daughter's birthday. That was a lot of fun. One of the things that we did was we decided that we were going to surprise her. So uh, we ended up um, putting something together. And by we, I mean my wife. <laughs> but um, we surprised her with a trip to Disney World, uh, which is going to be our very first time as a family going. I have not been to a Disney park since like 2003. It's been a long time. But she ended up doing this awesome thing where uh, my wife ended up con like constructing out of just like, I don't know, she went to like Hobby Lobby or something and grabbed like a bunch of cardboard and everything. I don't, even, I don't even know how she does these things. But essentially she made, I don't know if you've been on like Instagram or social media or something like that, where like they show an advertisement for a present where you open it and all the stuff like flings out and the, 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 the walls kind of collapse down. She made one of those from scratch. So, and not only that, but she made this gift that was like the size of my, well, now seven-year-old. And so she was able to pull off the top and she had constructed like all these like really fun balloons to come out and, and it was attached to some basket filled with a bunch of Disney goodies. And uh, she even had Minnie Mouse, uh, like it was, it was somehow connected to um, our wireless speakers, actually give our daughter a personalized message uh, saying how she can't wait for, for Vivian to come and visit and everything else. And so it was a lot of fun. It, it was great to be able to catch all that on video. And of course, my daughter got uh, pretty misty eyed. She was trying to hold it in and stuff, but it, it was definitely um, a, a very like endearing moment um, to see that. And so we're, we're going to be doing that. As kind of, it's kind of a combo, kind of a birthday Christmas present kind of combo dealio. So we'll, that's what we're going to be right around the time of the old jingle bells mm. coming into action on that. Okay. It was a lot of fun. And actually, her birthday, we're going to be celebrating that tomorrow. That's crazy. Mm. Well, stay on target. It's time for the topic of the day. Topic of the day is 
The Hawkeye Disney Plus impressions. They have come out with the first two episodes of this anticipated show that stars Jeremy Renner and newcomer Kate Bishop, which is actually, uh, well, what's her real name, Russ? Hey, oh, I'm sorry. Haley Steinfeld, play, who plays uh, Kate Bishop, which is the comic book character. Yes, indeed. So... This is kind of interesting for me. Um, I have kind of a, like, like my initial impressions for this is a bit of a mixed bag in the sense that like on the one hand, I'm really happy to see Jeremy Renner return. Like he's always fun to watch as Hawkeye, uh, whether it's in the films or now we have the Disney plus show. Um, and I really do enjoy seeing him like, like where he's at at this point in time. Um, and again, this is, I'm trying to stay high level. Well, you know what? Let's just, let's do it this way. We're going to be getting into some spoiler territory. You've been warned. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like I, I was thinking about how, as I was watching through the show, like it's just, it's interesting to see these characters whom I've watched over the past 10 plus years and how they have so like gotten into the, whatever character it is that they represent. And so you see them again and it's just like, Oh, we're, we're back together again. And it's, it's just a lot of fun to be able to see that. But at the same time, it is interesting to see how they're clearly introducing or wanting to introduce new blood uh, to the Avengers team, how the Avengers team itself is beginning to change in terms of certain folks who have passed on like Iron Man and Captain America and then other people taking on the mantle and whatnot. Um, and so to me, it was like one of those things where like, I, I it's just a lot of exposition up front. So there wasn't like a whole lot of action. Right. What say you, Steve? Yeah, so I understand what you're saying with the whole not a whole lot of action. I'm okay with that, and and maybe the beginning episodes because mm -hmm. I don't need to, I don't need to be on the edge of my seat in episode one and two. Yeah, um, but I do want to feel hooked and engaged. And at this point, with like the first two episodes, I'm not. You know, it's called Hawkeye, and I'm. I'm thinking we're going to be following Hawkeye, but we're actually kind of following Kate Bishop more. Yeah. In a sense. And so I'm like, okay, well, is this her show or is it his show? Because if it's his show, why are we introducing like a new character and giving her all the screen time? Like, shouldn't that happen later on in the show? Maybe like, or should it be opposite where we're giving him more time and her less time, but like maybe building up so that towards the end, they both have equal screen time. I don't know. Well, and yeah, I think that that's an astute observation in the sense that, so the show is called Hawkeye. It's not called Hawkeye and Kate Bishop. It's just Hawkeye. Right. And I think what they're trying to do is they're, they're, they're attempting to have both character arcs begin at the same time. So you get to see what he's up to with his family. You get to see what she's up to with her family. I did enjoy, um, being able to see her as a little girl where she witnesses Hawkeye during the, uh, the Avengers. And when Loki was, was being a naughty boy and um, having the, uh, all the alien military craft flying around and everything else and seeing her uh, or not her, but, but she seeing him uh, just really kicking a whole lot of bud and, and uh, flying or not flying, jumping off the, the rooftop and do, basically doing his Hawkeye thing. Right? right. Like, like I thought that was really strong. I thought that was great. 
And then it starts going into more of her being 22 years old and um, being very efficient at archery, at karate, at fencing, all these different types of, of physical things, which I think is really cool in its own way because it showcases how she's a little girl growing up. She wanted to learn about protecting people, about defending herself. You know, that, that was a seed that was planted when her father passed on. And so that was all fine and good. But going back to what you were talking about, it was interesting how you had these two that were kind of vying for the spotlight in both episodes. And while Hawkeye clearly is more of the veteran, so to speak, and she's the, the Padawan learner, you know, um, I did think it was a little surprising as to how soon they did introduce her character. I almost kind of wished that, she was um, introduced maybe in like episode three or four right. of the series where, cause I, I just really was, was wanting to get caught up with Hawkeye, find out what all is going on with them. And like, I thought it was really cool to, to um, discover that he's had hearing loss that like he has a hearing. I thought that aid. was actually kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, cool. And they're like, Oh, well, where was it from? And he kind of just has this quick, you know, sequence Flashback. of flashbacks where explosion after explosion, you know, of course that's going to be loud stuff crashing around him and people yelling and stuff. Busting through glass. Busting through glass. Yeah. I can imagine that having a little bit of hearing loss. Well, he has a, a lot of hearing loss. I thought it was, it was interesting when he, they were at that play, which was just, uh, that was you know, painful, wasn't uh, it? Really painful. And he just, I don't know if he, I didn't see him adjust his hearing aid. He turned it off. Did he, but, but did you see him like turn it off? I don't remember if he, if I saw him or not, but it, I mean, that was the idea because his daughter reminded him like, Hey, you know, did you turn your hearing out? But he just didn't want to hear it. And I'm like, man, if I could do that at some points in my life, <laughs> anyway, continue. Well, anyway, I mean, I, I think that there are certain moments through both episodes, like even the play that you were talking about, which was great. Like, I, I do think that when you were watching that sequence of events, um, it, for me personally, it kind of, and this is a little, a bit of a digression, but I felt like it was a good example of what happens when you have like a good idea and it could be any kind of idea, but that, that original idea is pure, right? Like whether it's, it's like the Avengers who came and, you know, save the world or if it's anything else, um, like, like that is like the lightning in the bottle kind of, uh, uh, moment or experience. And then you start having these like cheap knockoffs that like maybe are well-intentioned or good intentioned or whatever, but like they just are very surface, le surface level or shallow. And you just, I don't know. Like I thought it, it kind of reminded me a bit of like in, in the first Captain America movie where Steve Rogers is dressed up like this Captain America going around trying to cheer up the troops. But then he realizes like kind of like what a jerk he's being because he, he's not on the front lines. He hasn't been in life or death situations and all these troops are just really giving him the stink eye because he's coming across as tone deaf, right? Like he's coming across as someone who like is just patronizing um, and hasn't lived through what the people who he supposedly represents has gone through. Would you agree? Yeah. Um, what it made me think of was, um, you know, when I, when I see a, a veteran, mm -hmm. right. Um, 
Well, for example, there was this time when, um, before my wife and I were married, uh, we went, uh, she was visiting from Canada and I had taken her to lunch at this uh, Vietnamese place uh, that we had eaten a lot of times when we were dating uh, and together um, prior to her moving away. Anyway, <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> Where is this going? Yeah. Man, I love that girl. <laughs> Anyhow, so uh, so there were two gentlemen there who were veterans. They had their, their they weren't fully decked out, but I mean, they had, you know, veter- soldiers have these little hats that they wear that, uh, you know, they have some medals and stuff on yeah. them and stuff. So they were decorated. And they were just talking. And so I told um, our waitress, I said, I want to pay for their meal. And I don't want to make it a big deal. All I wanted to do was just offer my thanks. Sure. I don't want to like, you know, bring up the past, you know, did you know anybody who died? Yeah. Sort of thing. I just wanted to say thank you. That was it. And so, and they, and they looked at me and they said, well, thank you very much. And they gave me a, you know, a tip of the hat and they both were smiling. They both gave us a wave and that's it. And I thought, okay, cool. And then other times I've, I've said, you know, uh, to, uh, different soldiers and they're like, I don't, just don't, don't talk to me. Yeah. Don't talk to me. I'm like, yeah. okay, cool. Like, I'm just, I'm appreciative. That's it. Yeah. You know? And so I, I saw a little bit of that in him and we have yet to really know the extent of it. Um, yeah. I mean, he made that comment on an episode two where he's talking to his wife and he's like, oh yeah, I got to make contact with uh, the track team or the track pants team or something, yeah. something like that. Uh, so he, there's some little bit of animosity there that I think we're going to be catching up with because he, maybe he's on the outs, maybe he's had it and rightly so. I mean, everybody at some point is going to go, look, I just want some peace and quiet in my life. I'm done with the action. I'm done with the killing. I'm done with the drum. I'm done with like the PTSD. Yeah, I just want to live... Oh, doesn't he own like a ranch or something? Yeah, he has like some house that's like off the beaten path in right. rural America somewhere, and and he keeps his family there, and yeah, and he's been through a lot. Like if you think about yeah. all the different types of crazy scenarios and situations he's been in, um, from a comic book perspective, he has become a veteran. Yeah, and I think it. You know, it's it's one of those bittersweet situations too, because Jeremy Renner himself, I mean, he's not he's not old old, but I mean, he you know he's aging in the sense that sure. like he's not as as uh, youthful as he was like ten plus years ago. I mean, none yeah. of us are right. Happened in twenty twelve for crying out loud. Yeah. yeah, but I did appreciate how they they were showing his character in a way where he he didn't need a spotlight, right? right. Like he didn't he wasn't after trying to sell people. In fact, that that's one of the things that they were touching upon was he he's not about selling people something or whatever. He, he's just trying to live his life. You know, he knows in his heart that like he was able to do his civic duty and be able to contribute and, and help uh, others and protect others, that sort of thing. And I think that that's one of the um, redeemable qualities of, of Hawkeye, you know, or Clint. So, there is all of that that's going on. It's during the Christmas season and that sort of thing. And then we are also being um, introduced to Kate Bishop, who, by the way, I mean, like, I, I really do like the actor who plays Kate Bishop. I, I think that that she she has a really cool look. And I think that, um, like, like the persona that she's giving off is fresh. I, th- I, I do. I, I don't think it's necessarily, like, contrived or eye rolling or anything like that. I, I think that, that she definitely has at least kind of the, the starts of, of a character that I'd like to, to see what happens with. I'm a bit torn with her because on one hand, 
when she's with Hawkeye, she's just starstruck mm-hmm. and kind of making these little, you know, snippet jokes, you know, here and there, which are a chuckle. Sometimes they're not. Um, I appreciate more so um, her relationship with her mother. Yeah. Now that is very interesting because obviously she's really tight with her parents. You know, she was devastated when her father died. It was killed. And so now she just has this, this kind of really strong passion of wanting to protect, protect her mom. And I think that that to the credit of the storytellers, um, seeing this other guy come in, who's like trying to marry her mom. Right. You've never met me before. And I've been, you know, shacked up with your mom. I don't, (laughs) (laughs) do you like my mustache? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. She's dating Boba Fett. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Look, uh, there's one thing about those handlebar mustache folks. Keep an eye on. Oh man. But anyway, I, I mean that generated sympathy, of course, because I think it is a challenge for anyone who has um, certain newcomers that are interested in becoming part of the family, you know, and, and especially when it comes to your mom or your dad, if they are interested in possibly marrying a, a, a new significant other, then there's going to be a little of a, abrasive yeah. tension going on. There but you go. they didn't leave it at that. Obviously, there's more than meets the eye. She's suspicious of what's going on with this, this newcomer who um, is definitely charming his, I was going to say his wife, charming <laughs> uh, her mother. Right. Little, <laughs> there we go. It's in the right order. <laughs> Son, granddaughter. <laughs> no, cousin. Second cousin. Second removed. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, like it's interesting because I do think they are going through the obligatory exposition because they're having to introduce this new character. We have to get caught up with Jeremy's um, Clint slash Hawkeye. Yeah, who are we talking about? All, the, all of the above. <laughs> all of the above. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what are your thoughts going forward in terms of, of this show? Like, are you invested so far? Like, are you, are you, are you going to be watching all the rest of the episodes? Well, Russ, I say that, and yes, in my heart of hearts, I wanna. Mm-hmm. But I have yet to finish What If. Hey! And so <laughs> you have a metric ton of stuff that you have to finish up, whether it's games. Like oh, you man. haven't even beat Guardians of the Galaxy yet. I'm not hardly even played it, Russ. I'm pretty much exactly where I was when we spoke about it. <laughs> and that is all. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I will beat Far Cry, though, Russ. When we do our episode of <laughs> favorite games of the year, I will have beaten it. I have no doubt, Steve. But when it comes to Hawkeye, oh right, yes. Do you, is this a show that that you so far are into, or or are yes. you? Yes, I, I am. I am into it. Um, I am curious where the, where they're going to go with it. Uh-huh. I, I just definitely want to see more of Hawkeye. I mean, the, yeah, the, you know, there was a nod uh, in the in the first episode where um, it was Natasha. They he saw her prancing around, or the actor who was supposed to prancing around. Prancing what are around. you talking about? On on stage. Oh, the on, singer on that play that yeah. like the singer or whatever. I um, about Scarlett Johansson. I'm like, I remember her prancing. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, a horse. Yeah. <laughs> so um, anyway, so his daughter mentioned her, yeah. and uh, and so 
I don't know if that was something we're supposed to key on. Like he's going to have a flashback or maybe they're going to meet up at some, ah, they they can't really meet up. She's gone. So she's, they ain't going to meet up. And I think that the the whole purpose of that scene was he was in in a way he was kind of being triggered by the, the Broadway play, seeing someone perform as black widow and even seeing that little girl with the red hair in the audience who was waving, who recognized Hawkeye in the audience. But Black Widow was Hawkeye's best friend. And so with him in like the present day, realizing how like, you know, he's lost his best friend and that sort of thing. I think it helps to add or remind the audience that, you know, he, he's got some, some baggage that, that he's having to, to he contend does. with. And, he, and all he wants to do is just take it easy and spend time with his family because that's his happy place. I am hoping that we will see more of Budapest. I have a, okay, I have a feeling <laughs> that what we're going to see in this first season is probably <laughs> like, like for instance, what, what, what's that one gang called? The track pants gang or something, uh, something Russian r- mafia, super silly. Yeah. Anyway, I have a feeling that we are probably going to see some of the fallout from when Jeremy, I keeps calling him Jeremy Renner because that is his real name. Uh, Clint, I think Eastwood, that yeah. Clint Eastwood, yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah. you feel a lucky punk? <laughs> Neither am I, because I have a bow and arrow, not my magnum. You have to ask yourself one question. Did he shoot five arrows or six? <laughs> Are you feeling lucky, punk? <laughs> <laughs> the guy's on the ground, the, the, the villain. He's like, I can see your quiver. You, you've clearly got one more. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> This'd be a whole lot easier if I had a revolver. <laughs> I gotta get to, I gotta get a smaller quiver. Located further down on my back. <laughs> so they can't see it. Play Robin Hood, they say. It'll be fun, they say. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um, during the time, especially of Avengers Endgame and Avengers... (laughs) Hurt uh, my jaw. (laughs) 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 The Infinity War saga and Endgame, we were catching up with Hawkeye as to how... um, there was a period of time he was by himself and he, he was just kind of being a vigilante. Right. And that right. hints the whole like ninja outfit the that Ronin he had. outfit. Yeah, exactly. And so I have a feeling in this season, they will probably be like having fun looking into, okay, who are the gangs and the groups and all of the, the different, uh, uh, naughty people, if you will, uh, who he had dispatched justice and sometimes ruthless justice against. And I think that we're going to be seeing them, attempting to have some bloody payback. And I think that that's going to probably help to bond uh, both Kate Bishop and Hawkeye together more and more as they find their, um, their lives kind of intertwined more and more from a professional standpoint. So that's kind of my thing. I also wonder if we're going to be seeing some cameos from the likes of um, other folks who have been introduced to us during this Marvel phase four, like, Speaking of Scarlett Johansson and Black Widow, I mean, we saw the Black Widow movie. We saw her sister. Maybe 
We'll that is a good point, Ross. You know, she's an assassin. She's an assassin. We have Hawkeye, have who Hawkeye. was you know, Black Widow's best friend. Mm-hmm. Not to mention, if I remember correctly from the end of Black Widow, the no, movie. I was just thinking about that. How, uh, actually, I'm a little foggy on it. Like, I know that she was, was made known of, oh no, she was made to believe by that other woman who used to Seinfeld's be- Seinfeld's wife. Yeah. <laughs> That like like she was setting it up to make it look as though Hawkeye was the one who murdered um, her sister, right? Was that what it was? Uh, I'm a little hazy yeah, on that. I, actually, I think you're right. I think you're right. We have to go back and like watch. Somehow, some way, she basically like pointed the finger at Hawkeye being responsible for something that basically made her sister's mission in life to like track down Hawkeye. So I mean, I mean I'm just spitballing, but maybe possibly uh, we might see her. We might, she, maybe she'll make a cameo right. or something. And especially because we have Kate Bishop in it too. I mean, I could totally see them like once again, they're weaving this, this very large phase four with all these brand new characters. And so having their paths cross would make sense. But what do I know? I'm not, I don't work at the MCU. So you don't, I don't No, I oh. do not. I work, I work at 31st Union, Steve. There you go. Anyway, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I think that the show itself um, will be an entertaining show. My hope is, is that they just don't, they don't make it too silly. Right. Does that make sense? Do you know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean, Russ. I ask that all the time. Yeah. But my, but again, these are not slapstick comics. These are action comics. There you go. Witty comedy. Fine. Slapstick comedy, Three Stooges style, not so much. Oh, well, that's a little bit far-fetched, but, but you know what I mean. No, what, don't, don't make them silly. Exactly, exactly. And Haley Steinfeld, who plays Kate Bishop, like I said earlier, I really like the job that she's done thus far with those two episodes. I'm buying into the fact that she is Kate Bishop, and um, you know, we'll just have to see what else they have in store for us, I suppose. There you go. That wraps up this episode of Joygasm. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. If you enjoyed this episode, we invite you to check out patreon.com slash joygasm and consider becoming a monthly contributor. You'll gain exclusive perks and early access to the show, not to mention it financially helps us continue doing the show. Also, make sure you smash that subscribe button and poke that notification bell. That way you won't miss a single episode of Joygasm, which drops once a week, every week. And while you're at it, just do a search on your favorite social media platform of choice. Just type in at Joygasm TV. We're on just about all of them. And last but not least, do a search for Joygasm TV on Twitch to see us stream our gaming adventures live every Wednesday night at 9.30 p.m. Central Time. We are going to be looking forward to hanging out with all of you next week. <laughs>